Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm recording this in a different way, so hopefully the sound is okay. We're doing this impromptu, but I want to start doing... I like having um, like series in a sense on the podcast so you know what's coming and I've kind of wrapped up a few different series. You're going to see them kind of end that I've been doing for like a year. So now I'm just going to move into like general, not general, but like transits for each season basically so that you know every month you can come listen to the podcast and we're going to talk about the current energy. And we're going to throw some other special episodes in that have to do with like specific transits that I believe to be more important and deserve their own episode. And then also bringing in like um, interviews and guests. I have like a list of people that I'd like to bring on here. And then I have a few other episodes that I want to do. Um, but anyway, so today I'm going to talk about tour season transits and what to expect for the season. So I'm recording this on April 22nd. I am going to post this like right after recording. We're doing this impromptu. We're just like, we're just going with it. So tour season started this year, April 20th, 2023. And it will go until I have my calendar up May 20th of 2023. So the whole month, Taurus energy, what does that mean? So in the sun, is in a sign we have 30 days to work with the energy. So Taurus is a fixed earth sign. We start really basic. We have earth, more grounded season. Earth day is today as I'm recording this. Earth day falls in Taurus season. It's not a coincidence. Coincidence, Taurus literally is all about mother nature and earth and just like being in the moment, being one with nature, connecting into our bodies, being in our like physical selves. Um, Spring cleaning is a thing. Taurus energy likes things, places value on things, like high quality, sustainably made probably even, but just like good quality stuff, right? And they're willing to like invest more money in things if they know it will last. And we can even just think that like spring cleaning, if you're a Taurus, it might be hard for you to like get rid of things. Like if you're a fixed energy, um, but it is a good time to kind of like declutter and think like, why do I value this item or this thing? Or we can even look at our own values. Um, Like, do you spend enough time in nature? So um, spring is my favorite season. Taurus season is literally my favorite season. I don't know why, like I'm not a Taurus. I just, I love it. Spring, like I'm in Canada, so it's it's warm in Taurus season. Um, not really like warm, warm, but it's like warming up. I like the energy of spring where it's like, we're going from cold to warm as opposed to like, some people love fall. 
like I get the fall vibes, but with fall, you're going from like warm to cold. And to me, that's a little depressing. So (laughs) I've always just been a big fan of spring, that transition from, okay, it's cold. And we're now like, we're coming out, like how the, the trees are like budding and everything's like, I just like, I like that renewal vibe a lot more than the opposite of that. And then summer is great as well, but sometimes it just gets like too hot. And if you're overheated, it's just not good. I like spring. It's like cool energy. Like it's like a softer, warm energy. Um, Yeah. But what I love is that tour season, it's just spring. Like we're not changing to it. We're not like, it's not becoming summer. It's spring period. (laughs) Um, so that's basically just the sun and Taurus focusing on some people will say like earthly pleasures or like things that feel really good. Like tapping into your five senses is a really, really big thing. I don't know if I'm going to post it, but I recorded an Instagram uh, story and I'm just like PSA music. And that's why I'm doing this podcast now. Cause I'm like, maybe I need to get thoughts out on the podcast, not an Instagram story, but music is so important in Taurus for Tauruses in general. So I feel like with, Taurus season tapping into things that can activate your different senses. Music can be one of them. Music is like literally my favorite thing. I always have it on. My Mercury's in Taurus, so my mind needs that sound. Like the sound almost feels soothing. Um, my boyfriend is a Taurus. He also has Mercury in Taurus, and he uses the word soothing quite a lot. Recently, quite a lot. I'm not. I'm not sure where the word is coming from. He's like, that's so soothing. But whenever he talks about something being soothing, it's more. It's a very like sensual thing where it's just like you know, like holding someone's hand. Oh, that's soothing. Or like having sound on in the background, whether it's like a YouTube video, Netflix show, or music. Oh, that's soothing, right? I I don't know. But it's um, the best way to learn astrology is to, like, learn through people and just how they embody the energy. But music is, like, so important. Like, um, who are some? Like, Adele is a Taurus. Barbara Streisand is a Taurus. Beautiful voices, right? So I feel like really tapping into music. Um, even at questions, super random, just, like, what is your favorite of the five? senses if you're able to experience all five senses like which one is your favorite um because I'm talking about music but I'm like "Hmm, I don't know if sound is my favorite of the senses because sometimes you just I feel like you want to tune things out um but I would say smell is my favorite which is so weird to say but like you know when you're like cooking and like it smells really good or if there's like you know a candle there's just the scent and the scent really brings you into the moment sometimes it can bring you to a memory but it brings you into the moment it grounds you like meditation is like the way tourists move through life and the way you want to move through tourist season is like the slowest you can and just moving slowly um enjoying in the moment and just almost living your day like you are in a meditation but you're like awake for it right like enjoying every single moment and things like smell sound taste food um, you know, like holding someone's hand, giving someone a hug, like all these things brings you back into yourself and your body and your, the, like the physical parts of life. So that's just the sun and Taurus. That's just a little update there, how we're going to describe that. So 
Taurus season started right after like an eclipse. So the sun and moon were in Taurus, but the eclipse, that wasn't the eclipse. Like the eclipse was in Aries. And we had two of those. So our new moon in Taurus isn't until the end of the month, like almost the last day of the season. So on May 19th, we have a new moon in Taurus. It bothers me so much when the full moon is like before the new moon and it just rotates like that depending on what the moon is doing with the cycles and all of that. So, well, we'll go to the moons in a second, but Mercury retrograde, like Mercury stationed retrograde on April 21st. And I'm trying not to like stumble over my words that I do this. So Mercury right now is in Taurus. It's stationed stationed retrograde at 15 degrees and it will go back to zero and then it'll move its way back. So we have the shadow period on either side. And to be honest, this is the first Mercury retrograde period where I have felt like not scared of it or I haven't felt too many weird things come about, um, like nothing too crazy. And for me, that's a sign of like, okay, you're in alignment if Mercury retrograde isn't fucking up your life, right? Um, But if you feel right now that shit is fucked and you feel overwhelmed or you're just like, you think things are like going wrong and you don't know what's happening, I always just say it's like universe signs that you have to shift something into alignment and Mercury is telling you to do something. So better to work with the energy than against it for your own internal energy, like knowing your natal chart, knowing your seasons, but also like cosmically. So the last time there was a Mercury retrograde would have been like the very beginning of the year, like the beginning of January. And then um, we had like no retrograde planets for a while. So it was very like, quote unquote, smooth sailing, depending on how your year has been going. But I remember um, January's Mercury retrograde, it was it was in Capricorn. We're hitting the Earth signs um, this year for the retrogrades. But um, I think I was like really trying to wrap up projects um, and reflecting on all the projects I started. And I was like, okay, I, I like I just I finished some things and I created plans for others to finish them. And then yeah, so when something is retrograde, the RE is the most important thing to look at there. And thinking that, okay, I need to reflect, revisit, revise. Um, yeah, so for me, it was like I wanted to do Mercury was retrograde at the end of 2022 and then the beginning of 2023. And I think I had on my list like these astrological meditations. And I had like four remaining. I hadn't done them. And I was like, Mercury is retrograde. You're going to do these and you're not going to like bring it into 2023, but you're also going to like first reflect, do I still want to do these meditations? And I was like, yes, I want to have a complete set of 12. So I sat down one day, took me less than an hour. I did all four, I recorded them and I have them available in like a, in my courses meditation library. And I was like, wow. Okay. And I think there were a few other things that I wanted to do. And I was like, you know what? I don't like that anymore. I don't like that idea. I'm not going to continue with it. And it's that reflection process. That's like very important. And you can decide if you want to like drop something and you're like not doing that anymore or if you want to like wrap it up. Um, And you can decide whether you want to wrap it up in the Mercury retrograde or after. Um, It's a three-week period. It's like not long. It'll feel long, but it's not long. It ends on May 14th or 15th. 
yeah, I have here May 14th at Stations Direct in Taurus. So yeah, it's just like a sit and like revise. If you know what section of Taurus like is your chart, does that make sense? Do you know what section in your natal chart is Taurus? Oh my gosh. Uh, my Mercury is in Taurus. I probably already said that. Um, and so I don't know how this retrograde is going to hit me, but I do feel like more aligned in what I'm doing. So I'm hoping it doesn't hit me too hard. Um, I also, I use that, re that revise process. Like I, I make the list of things and I'm like, okay, I have two whiteboards that I'm like looking at and I'm like, okay, what feels good? What doesn't? Because it's totally okay if something doesn't feel good anymore to just like not, don't force yourself to do things you're not going to enjoy. Um, but anything even that has to do, we think of, okay, Mercury's in Taurus, Mercury's are like communication. So reflecting on that, but also like our mind, what is our mind thinking about? What have we been thinking about the last few weeks? And what are, what are we kind of going to be thinking about in the next three weeks? And when we have Taurus energy surrounding us, we can think of our home, our values, our finances, our money, um, our belongings. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, I mean, you could say investments, that's the opposite energy, but your work, like the things that you're doing to like earn money, how are you putting that money away? Um, how are you managing those dollars? Stuff like that might come up a lot. Um, yeah. Even like food budgeting, that could be a thing, which is like a, the world is really interesting with food right now. That's Uranus is in Taurus as well. And when it comes out of retrograde, it will hit Uranus in Taurus. And I don't know what that will do. It'll shake things up a bit, get us think a little differently. So there's a few other transits happening besides the moons. The moons are always like key, but there's like other things going on. Like Jupiter enters Taurus May 16th, which is really big. So, um, and it's interesting to see the energies move through Jupiter. So when I really like dove into astrology, um, well, okay. When I had my aha moment and I was like, oh my gosh, I have a moon. I believe Jupiter was in Capricorn at that time. It would have been in Sagittarius or Capricorn. And then when I was like, okay, I want to be an astrologer, <laughs> uh, Jupiter was in Aquarius. That was my Jupiter return. And that's when I really became aware of the Jupiter cycles. And then Jupiter and Pisces, we had a few hits of it. It kept going back and forth. But last year, we had Jupiter and Aries for a good chunk of the year. And then this year, for five months, we've had Jupiter and Aries. And Jupiter and Aries, fast. It's gone through it so fast because that's Aries. And um, I just think it's gone by, like, really fast. But Jupiter and Taurus, once it, once Jupiter enters Taurus on May 16th, it's literally there for a whole year straight. And I think that is refreshing and just nice to have a consistent, steady energy for a year. And I think it'll be very stabilizing for people because what's happened in the past few years, especially me just getting into astrology, do I 100% have the Jupiter like transiting thing? Like, do I know all the past cycles and everything? Like it goes, it's about like a year, year and a half for each. Um, like, you know, it's like a year. It runs, Jupiter runs in like the 12-year cycle. So, um, yeah, but there's something about all the other energies like with, I think, Capricorn Aquarius, 
uh, Pisces and Aries where it's been like, and this is just how the planets are being planets. If we look at the astronomy of how they move around the sun, you have like, uh, you have them moving back and forth between constellations and things like that. So, you know, when Jupiter's in Aquarius and it moves into Pisces and then it moves back into Aquarius and it goes back into Pisces and it goes into Aries and then it goes back into Pisces and then it goes into Aries. And there's a lot of back and forth. And I don't want to say that's like not stabilizing, but what it kind of does is it, as it's moving through your chart, you're like, okay, we're on theme number eight. And then you're like, oh, okay, now we've moved to theme nine. Oh, we got to move back into theme eight. And then you're like, oh, we're back in nine. Okay, we're here for a bit. Oh, we're going into theme 10. Oh, we're going back into theme nine. Oh, let's go to theme 10. And it kind of, it gives you a few chances to look at different areas of your chart to make changes and things like that. But I also think that having Jupiter and Taurus, and it's it's not going to go back in Aries, right? And then it's not going to jump forward and into Gemini. It, it just, it's going to stay there for a year. And I just feel like that'll be so stabilizing for us. And it's like almost doing that on purpose. Like we have to look at Jupiter's and Taurus. So Taurus is going to like take hold of Jupiter and it's going to give us stability in something um in like a certain part of our chart and I think that's great now to say like with Jupiter and Taurus like Jupiter is that planet where it's supposed to bring luck and abundance and like good vibes to a certain area of your life however Jupiter is that it connects to that saying like oh there's too much of a good thing right (laughs) so I've there's a lot of stuff going on in in Taurus right now with like Uranus and the North node was there. And we've seen a lot of things happen with our uh, housing and our food. Um, And both of those things that are happening with housing and food. And if we even think about how that's connected to like uh, salaries that we make, nothing is adding up there and it can leave people feeling like they don't have a sense of security and um it's yeah and it's it's i feel like no matter where you are listening to this looking at like the demographics we have like half canadian half american so that's cool um but i've even spoken to someone i know who's in australia and um it's just everywhere like housing is weird um what it's doing and it's absolutely ridiculous the overvaluing of things and then if we look at food food costs are insane And it's really interesting. And these are things Taurus rules. So I'm not sure what Jupiter adding to the mix of what the North Node has been doing and what Uranus is doing. But if we look at, there's a day where Jupiter connects with the North Node, right? Am I wrong? Okay, that's not till June. But when they click, it'll be be interesting. But yeah, Jupiter entering Taurus is like, I don't know if it's going to inflate things even more. I don't, as I'm saying it, I'm just like, oh no, will it inflate things even more? Or will it bring more sense? I, I don't know what it will do, but um, there's that of like too much. And I mean, Taurus energy, if you like Google it or you look at memes, it's like food, naps, and sex. Like food, sleep, and sex. Like our basic things that we need in life to kind of feel almost like not cranky, honestly. Um, but there's like, it's too much, like too much sleep. You're not, you know, getting things done that you need to, you know, too much food. That's 
not good for your body, right? Like that sluggish energy. And then if you do too much like sex, sexual things, more that like pleasurable side of things, it almost like you get nothing else done and it's, you know, too much is, is there can be too much of something. Um, what else is it? Even Taurus with work, there can be like overworking yourself and then, um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a nice, I'm, I think it'll be like a calming transit. Jupiter and Aries has more of that, like, ain't, not angry, but like hot headed, fast paced energy where, um, I, I don't like to look at like the energy. I like to look at it more how it's happening for you, how it's playing out in your life, but you can see it collectively in the world. And there have been astrologers who are like, oh, Jupiter enters Aries. There's going to be wars. I feel like there's always a war going on somewhere in the world. Um, and I mean, if we do think about what's happened in the last year, I mean, the media plays um, a certain angle and really focuses on stuff. But there has been wars or there has been a bigger emphasis even on telling us that there's wars going on. And I mean, Aries is literally ruled by Mars, the planet of war and like the god of war and all these things. So Taurus is ruled by Venus. So it's a much calmer, more feminine energy. I mean, my hope with this transit is like we learn how to tap more into our bodies and be grounded and everything. And I feel like the North Node has been priming us and prepping us for that. Um, I hope the world enjoys going slower. I hope that people see that there is an expansion to moving slower. It's that whole like take us one step back to take two steps forward. Like I hope people see that there is a value and a benefit to like resting and knowing that we need that rest. And if we don't have that rest, it's just it won't even like if you if you are let's say striving for that success and moving fast towards it like aries like what we were what we're experiencing as i record this with jupiter and aries are moving fast we're moving fast we want success we want to get there now but it's like are you going to be able to enjoy the success if you're totally burnt out because you're not giving yourself a chance to rest so it's almost like taurus will be like it's the journey not the destination like enjoy yourself you know, I almost want to be like hippie vibes with it. Like take your time, slow down, all of that, right? Like what is the rush? Like, because in the world we live in, it's like you set a goal for yourself. You want to get there fast. Then you're like, okay, now what? And it's sort of that like enjoy the process before you have to say now what again to whatever you're going to like set for yourself. So I'm excited for Jupiter entering Taurus. I really think it'll be a nice transit collectively. I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but we have very strong themes of food, housing, and money. It's just going to continue to be a theme. So, yeah, there's there's that. I don't know if food prices could go any higher, though. But there's just an emphasis on, like, Taurus is really connected to the earth, to, like, gardening. I was talking about at the beginning of this. So maybe it's a chance for you to feel more expanded and connected to the earth if you have your own garden that's maybe not just flowers but like plants and growing your own food and feeling the abundance and joy that it brings you to like put your hands in the earth and feel grounded and connected to that and then like enjoy the fruits of your own labor when it comes to food so maybe collectively everyone just starts growing their their own food and that's what we do because obviously there's a, a cost savings to that 
there's also a, um, a reliance on yourself for doing it, doing the work, but that you're, you will feel closer to your food because you grew it near you. And then there's that whole play on like your values and the Taurian you're connected to nature through, and you're just connecting things together at that point. Um, what are some other transits that are happening? Oh, Pluto will be stationing retrograde. So we start that retrograde. That happens, like Pluto is retrograde for like half of the year. So it doesn't go back into um, Capricorn. Not yet. We're not going to talk about that. But um, things that have started coming up since like May 20. Nope. I'm sorry. March. March 23rd. Any things that you've like noticed, we might just like Pluto will kind of be moving like a little backwards on it. It hasn't really moved that much, but mm -hmm. we'll start the Pluto retrograde process. Again, just another slowdown. Um, Venus enters Cancer on May 7th, which Venus in uh, Cancer mixed with Sun and Taurus. Beautiful, beautiful energy, homey, nurturing, food, just yeah. And then Jupiter will be squaring Pluto when it enters. It'll be like a very kind of quick little square there. But if I'm going to end this off by talking about our moons. So first we have the full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio um, on May 5th. And two weeks after that, we did the new moon in Taurus. So this full moon in Scorpio, the lunar eclipse, it's like, I believe the last Scorpio eclipse that we have. Um, and we've had a, like last year it would have been then it would have been an eclipse as well, I believe. Because where the nodes have been. So it's almost like a wrap up of a cycle. So if we think about the last few years, like spring and fall, what are some themes that have come up? So like May and uh, November, like what are some things that have been coming up the last few years? Thinking okay, what have I like learned? What cycle's wrapping up? This moon, Scorpio's love, like the, the moon does not like being in Scorpio. It's very emotionally intense, very like, the way I describe Scorpio gives great visual. It gets right to the point as like a snake holding a knife, like wrapped around a knife, squeezing onto it, holding on really, really, really tight. And it's like literally hurting itself. And it's the power in like letting go. And uh, it's the best way to describe Scorpio. And that that letting go and just, being okay with like what is happening. It's sort of tapping into that Taurus and just being. Um, but yeah, the moon and Scorpio just, it's, it's intense. Um, yeah. And <laughs> there's, there's no, yeah, but wrap, I would say with the nodes being there, finishing up a cycle, looking at, okay, what am I wrapping up in that area of my life? Um, yeah. And then with the, the new moon in Taurus, I, I don't know if we're fully out of eclipse season. I don't want to say set intentions if you if it were still in eclipse season at that point. But um, again, with the Taurus energy, even though it's a new moon, thinking of like what was happening six months ago and then even what was happening last year and just really, again, because the North Node, are you going in that direction of Taurus and letting go of some of the Scorpio stuff and looking to see where that is in your chart um because mm -hmm. we still have the nodes there until like july so 
there could still be some energy in there. But for literally three weeks out of the four of Taurus season, Mercury is retrograde. So, but I think the season will be fine. You have to have, you'll have to let me know. Like you can DM me on Instagram or email me like anytime you listen to these episodes, if you have questions and stuff like that. But like Mercury retrograde, like I've felt it with like a few things for sure, but it's definitely not as bad as I feel like it normally is. Like if I compare it to like last year and I'm like, okay, I'm in different spaces. It feels better. So, um, if you notice that you have like a lot of the tech overwhelm glitches, let's say when you're at work or you're around like a certain person or group and you find yourself feeling the effects of Mercury retrograde more, I'm almost wondering if that would be like a sign that like there's something, either you're in the wrong place or there's something that needs to change within that or something you need to say because um, Mercury is communication, but almost like not saying it Mercury retrograde, maybe like reflecting on what it is that you do need to say and then um, saying it after once you've like slowed down and reflected on what it is that you need to um, to say and figure out. But yeah, that is all that I have. I'm going to continue with these every season. I came up with this idea like on the day of tour season. So it's coming out a few days late. This is a new season or series that I want to do because I want there to be something consistent going out and I can't talk like this on Instagram or even like conceptualize it in like a little post or reel. It's just, no, we need the long form content. There's a lot to say. Astrology is such a complex system. Like we need the, these, like I do around like 30 minutes. We need these 30 minute episodes to like dive into the energy and it's literally not even like scratching the surface. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm, I have on my list to do an episode for Jupiter enters Taurus, but I feel like I really just went into that here. Um, yeah, so maybe I won't do that one, but any questions about Taurus energy, you know, or reach me on Instagram at least kiss astrology or my email Lisa at least kiss astrology.com. So least kiss astrology everywhere. If you Google it, it comes up. So, um, that's everything. And I'll see you in the next episode. There's a few scheduled to go out during tour season and then we'll start with the transits going forward um which will be in gemini season so see you in the next episode thank you so much for listening to today's episode i'd love to hear from you on instagram or by leaving a rating or review it would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed today's episode if you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration there are three different ways you can keep listening to these podcast episodes that i put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new, for exclusive episodes. Or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.